the pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. And folks, it is John DePietro. We are back on this uh, Monday. The Power Hour has arrived. Thank you for tuning in. Right now, it's 106 on this Friday, and you're listening to the show on AM 1380 or 99.9 FM. You can try either one or... Whichever one, many people, good afternoon to everyone listening online. If you go to the website, petro.com, you can always uh, listen to the program that way as well. This portion of the program is brought to you by Kays. Hey, listen, why not? You want to talk about starting the weekend off right on this Friday afternoon. Swing by Kays. You can either eat there or have enjoy a nice, delicious takeout. Always something fresh, and it's just uh, terrific. Stop by K's. They're waiting for you. You're going to feel uh, it's just such a good feeling. So many people say they love to swing by K's, and and uh, the specials are just terrific. Maybe a nice steak sandwich on this Friday or a nice uh, extra large BLT, whatever it is. They also, um, some of the things, how about last night, fresh oysters, peel, eat shrimp, David and John, they do such a great job at Kay's. Seafood salad is delicious there. Um, I love that. We have power. Let us cook for you. That is terrific. And then, of course, the shrimp is just delicious. Call them. You can call Kay's for takeout and um, at 762-9675. 762-9675. Stop by Kay's. They're waiting for you. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. It is the John DePietro Show weekdays. Now, again, remember, if you ever miss any portion of the program, you can always uh, go to the website, DePietro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com, the official website of you-know-who, and when you go, meaning me. And when you go to the website, if I could just uh, be so kind as to walk you through a little bit, once you go to the website... And there's no I in my name. If you need to, you could click listen live. That brings you to another page. And then you uh, just press the play button and you can listen. But if you skim down a little bit, you'll see what they call the dashboard where it says meet John DePietro. Hello. Or radio show. All the hours. If you missed Tim Dodd, if you missed uh, some of the guests that we have, if you ever miss any part of the show, you can just go to the website radio show. It's all there like a library. By the way, you can also, if you're looking to advertise right now, this is a phenomenal time. We have a few slots open. If you are listing right now and you have a business, folks, I've been doing this for over 20 years. You can't get a better time to advertise than right now. As far as you have the pandemic, you have social unrest, you have the school situation, and you have a presidential election. There's never been a better time to reach people. Advertise. Click on that. If you need to contact me for any reason, you can click on the contact button. And hey, don't forget about the shop. We also have that as well. If you'd like to get, that's also a good way to support the show. Maybe you'd like to get some merchandise. We have the Christopher Columbus phone case of the statue that was taken down. How about a nice John DePietro mug? There it is. We also have the Columbus a tote bag that's available. We have the Mayor Alorza mug with Baby Omar. We have the Mayor Alorza phone case with Baby Omar. We have the Hill uh, mug that you can get as well. We also have the, um, as I said, the John DePietro tote bag and phone case. It's all in the shop. We also have the um, cloth face mask, as a matter of fact. It's all right there at the... Um, Website. I'm already seeing some things we've just got to uh, touch on a little bit. But at Petro.com And also, folks, if you enjoy the program, at the very top, you'll see that yellow button. There are people that say, I support what you're doing. I support real news. I want, you know, anything I can do, it's all right there. Maybe you don't have a business, but you say, you know what? You're not going to the movies. You're not going to see the Red Sox. You're not seeing anything like that. You're not... Uh, going out as much, but you'd like to support the program. You can do it right there at the top of the page, which is uh, dipetro.com. We also have some uh, great stories there that you won't see a lot of times anywhere else. Governor Raimondo saying it's a good thing tourists are not coming to Rhode Island. I don't know about that. We have the FBI video. If you're looking for those people, we have the video of Governor Mundo wants Rhode Island to be Rat Island. And then we have some of the very explosive uh, video of that Kat Kerwin in case you missed that, of her yelling at the um, 
at the, the Providence police and arguing with them. You can see all of that. We have some other uh, video that we're going to be putting up just a little bit later. Now, I mentioned the FBI, they are looking for two individuals. And um, I want to get on the line. Mark Fisher of Black Lives Matter is, uh, is going to join us because the FBI is offering a reward if you have information about those uh, two individuals that they show. There he is. Folks, joining us right now on the line from Black Lives Matter at Island is Mark Fisher. Good afternoon, Mark Fisher. Good afternoon. How are you? I am okay. Mark, I want to touch on, um, I did see you did an interview on NBC10. Uh, I'm not sure when that was conducted, but but you did an, an interview on NBC10 where they have put out that the FBI... Uh, has two individuals that they are interested in finding out more information about. They've offered a $10,000 reward. It has to do with the torching of the cruiser back during that riot on the early morning hours of Tuesday, June 2nd. The riot started really on Monday night, June 1st. But you had an interesting comment to NBC10, and I was hoping you uh, could share it with the listeners. Absolutely. What is your thought about the $10,000 reward? I think it's reaching. I mean, there's so many more pressing issues going on, you know, in our community. And again, it goes back to property over people. They, they value, you know, the cruiser, the, the monuments, the buildings over lives. Now, the priorities are, are, are obvious. Um, now, they're saying they just want more information from these two individuals and that they may have information that they're looking for. Now, it, it has to seemingly uh, do with the, the cruiser, but the, 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 the element of putting that cruiser on fire is an act of arson. And as you can imagine, I mean, the crime of, of arson is that that's a federal crime. Oh, absolutely. And, and I do in any way, shape, or form condone violence. But there's, there's countless guilty people walking around for much worse. And, you know, and I don't see them, you know, giving out $10,000, you know, rewards. I mean, what about Breonna Taylor? I mean, Let, when are we going to go after her killer? Okay. Let's let, put out a $10,000 reward for justice. Let's talk about that. Because people hear the name Breonna Taylor. Um, I respect your knowledge. There's someone listening right now. That I, I'm willing to bet that people don't know enough about that case. And so if you would just take a minute and kind of give people the short version when they hear about all of the outcry regarding Breonna Taylor. Where did it happen? When did it happen? I mean, I know some of the basics, but just I want to hear it from your standpoint. She's a, uh, a young lady from uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville. She's a yep. professional EMT. Yep. No record. Nope. Wonderful person. 26, uh, 26 years old. Yep, 26, 26 years, years old. old. Yep. So, Black female. So she's home, she's home with her boyfriend. Business. Yep. Correct. And then what happened? She's home with her boyfriend, and then what happened? Police come into her house, no knock, unannounced, and just without question, start spraying bullets all over the place, killing her. Subsequently, they were in the wrong house. They were looking for... Uh, uh, somebody who had a uh, warrant for drugs. Not only did they have the wrong person, they had the wrong house. And they killed her dead. Um, no arrest made. No charges made. All right, now. And it's almost like the whole case is just completely just got swept under the rug by the DA and, you know, local law enforcement over there. And, but we haven't forgotten it. Right. Now, let's, uh, let's go into just a little bit more, though. So, Brianna Taylor is is in her apartment, correct? Or is it a home or apartment? Apartment. Apartment, okay. If I'm not mistaken. It could have been a home. I'm not mistaken. Okay, but I, I, I think you're right. I think it's an apartment. Yeah. She's there. She's with her boyfriend. Now, you're saying um, no knock, and I believe the type of warrant they had for who they were trying to find, the way, uh, just to go by the facts, that they, they did not have to knock. So, but just take us through. So the police come into the apartment, and then what happens? 
based on what you know, what you've heard. That's that that's gross derelict of duty. That that's gross negligence. You can't even get the house right, and we're supposed to have confidence in our, our police department. Okay, when you you don't even have the proper house, and then you come in firing away like that. No wonder. My community doesn't trust law enforcement. That's right. how they behave. But let's go, let's go through the facts, though. What happened in Louisville? This is shortly after midnight, March 13th. Louisville police officers search warrant, use a battering ram, enter the apartment. Brianna Taylor, her and her boyfriend, they were in bed. They get up, heard a loud bang at the door. Now, the boyfriend fired his gun at the police. Is that correct? Uh, I don't know if he they fired did. his gun. He absolutely fired his gun, and then the police also fired several shots. Now, they—I have to—I'd have to, you know, I heard different accounts of whether he brandished the gun, fired a gun, or even had a gun. I'm not sure, but we know one thing is for sure: Breonna Taylor is dead. That is true. No, no warrant. I think he was. Well, they arrest. No, they—they didn't have. They—they—they. All right, let me just get through this. Now, there were certain things, Mark, that we. That there are certain things that that you that could be acknowledged, that could be accepted facts that don't in any way. Listen, what happened to her shouldn't have happened. But um, Walker told investigators she coughed, struggled to breathe. Uh, she received no medical attention for more than exactly. 20 minutes. She was struck, um, most likely died less than a minute after she was shot. The police had been investigating two men they believe were selling drugs out of a house not far from her home. A judge signed a warrant. Uh, the judge signed a warrant allowing the police to search her residence because the police said they believe one of the two men had used her apartment to receive packages. The judge's order was a so-called no-knock warrant, which allows the police to enter without warning and without identifying themselves as law enforcement. Now, one thing is that something that maybe I, I'm not that familiar with the law in Louisville, but I, I don't know if we have that in Rhode Island where you can enter without warning, without identifying themselves. No drugs were found in the apartment. Uh, the daughter had had big dreams, long career health care. She was absolutely, why did the police fire their weapons? They fired inside. They say they were fired upon first by the boyfriend. He wounded one of the officers who was hit in the leg, expected full recovery. He was charged, attempted murder of a police officer. That charge was dismissed. The police asserted that despite having a no-knock warrant, they knocked, the police say they knocked several times and identified themselves as police before entering. Walker said, hold on, Walker said they heard aggressive banging at the door, asked who is this? Is this this the police statement? This is a full accounting in the New York Times. Who it was, they did not hear an announcement that it was the police. The police said the officers forced entry in the exterior, met with gunfire, the officers returned fire. One One of the officers returned fire. Now, the attorney general is now leading the investigation, the FBI is investigating, um, is the police account disputed? Yes. They say they never identified themselves. They say Walker was licensed to carry a gun. He feared for his life, fired in self-defense. They dismissed the charge against him. So that certainly seems to be um, someone kicked in the door and shot my girlfriend to not be uh, fought about. So um, the thing about that would be, I don't know, and I, I'm not going to put you on the spot. Oh, I'm reading it now. There's no body cam footage of the raid. You know, you know, Mark, that's one of the problems with, see, there, there should have been body camera footage because then that takes away the element of where Breonna Taylor's boyfriend is saying they never identified themselves as police. And then the police are saying, no, we said it's the police open up. So, yeah, if you had body camera footage, because otherwise... Let's look at this. They have the wrong house, although police are saying they thought they were. Um, they had, uh, they were using that place. Why to store- do we have to put body cams on these police officers? Because we don't trust them because they're so rogue. And when we say all cops are bad, we don't mean that they're bad people. We just mean that they're bad because the system is bad. And if you look at Dallas, Texas, the same thing happened. A man sitting in his living room watching TV, he gets blown away because, you know, who knows why? But all we know was unjustified, illegal, and immoral. All right, this girl's doing a few years in prison. Like, the same thing happened with Ahmaud Aubrey. They run up on this guy because he's, you know, maybe he was, you know, in the wrong place. You know, he was out of place. That's not a death sentence. Same thing happened with Trayvon Martin. 
it's the same thing over and over. It's a pattern. It's, it's, this is not an anomaly. This is habitual. And that's the problem. That's why there's such outrage. That's why Oprah Winfrey has erected uh, billboards all over. Yes. Brazil demanding justice because this is the normal and this is abnormal this is ridiculous we will never accept this as normal behavior this is not normal um you know and law enforcement is shooting us dead in the streets law enforcement is getting acquitted for murder the justice system is so broken it's so perverted systemic racism and supremacy is so entrenched in it if we're not screaming and 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 panicking and and, and fighting on a daily basis, by default, the system's knee remains on our necks. That's why we're out here doing all of this. That's why we're making noise. We're not out here to look pretty, to look cute, to get attention. We're trying to survive. We're out here. We're, we're, we're trying to stay above water because we're drowning in the current American uh, culture and politics. How, the, first of all, they it seemingly, the police had been investigating two men they believe were selling drugs out of the house, but that's still... So the judge signed the warrant allowing them to search the residence um, to, to receive packages. This even goes into, based on what we know now, Mark, that the judge never should have allowed the warrant for them to go there. No drugs were found in the apartment. So they're at home. He has a gun. Someone is breaking through the door. Suddenly what he... Would you do? You 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 fire. He fired on them, and then once he fires, then the police open fire. the The problem, this situation, seemingly it goes back to whoever put in this warrant and submitted the information. The judge put this on the path where then they think they're going in. Now, if you and I are police officers. And we're going in on a drug dealer. We think it's a drug dealer inside. And we think they could be armed and dangerous. And we burst in and suddenly we're getting gunfire on us. Then we're thinking we're in the right place. We open fire. When it turns out it was not the right place. So um, what I, I'll, I'll give you, I, I don't understand why also these investigations take so long. I mean, this has been going on since March, Mark. I mean, so it's, let me ask you a question. Go ahead. If you, if you did that. If you went into somebody's house thinking it was an enemy with a gun and somebody heard you and they pulled out and started shooting at you and you started shooting back and killed somebody, what do you think would happen to you? Give me the the scenario again. I'm well, now. Am I a police? Am I a police officer? No, no, I'm just John DePietro no, civilian. Okay. Just John DePietro. Well, wait a minute. Why am I? Why am I going? In, why am I going into their house again? Why am I? Could, any reason? It could be an enemy. It could be a love of a triangle. It could be you know vengeance. It could be mistaken identity. Whatever. What would happen to you if you did the same thing? You know what would happen. You don't even have to answer that question. And that's the problem. It's called qualified immunity. That is why you could see a police officer drag a pregnant black woman into the middle of the street, beat the holy you-know-what out of her, handcuff her, and throw her into the back of a cruiser without thinking twice. Because he's covered. He has the right okay. under law to violate our civil rights. That's why qualified immunity is our number one target. That is the number one thing besides the Rhode Island Bill of Rights, hmm. which is almost the same thing. Uh, that is what that is the reason why you see such police brutality and uh, misconduct being perpetrated over and over and over and over again because qualified immunity gives them immunity from being prosecuted or having civil case but now you start hitting them where it hurts you start hitting these the police departments and these these local law enforcement agencies and states where it hurts and the pocketbook see how fast these police these police officers will be to uh, escalate the uh, 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 incident as opposed to de-escalate it when they know that not only their job is on the line and their pension but also their freedom and, and their reputation and their livelihood you see how quick that changes I see I did the research and use uh, use of shift and force policy has decreased uh, by 70% people being uh, choked out choked to death violent interactions have been decreased by 70% when uh, there's been a shift in use of force policy. So these things help. The problem is, in our country, we're quick to roll out police before we are reformed. We want to send, you know, we want to militarize, you know, the law enforcement. And when we don't cooperate, 
Then we want to send in customs agents. Then we want to send in Homeland Security and FBI because we want to continue to intimidate our citizens and militarize our our, our forces, our law enforcement um, forces to, you know, scare our citizens and intimidate our citizens into not taking part in our democracy, but it's not going to work because it's having the opposite effect, as you can see, obviously. And Mark, let me ask you, and again, folks, with us is Mark Fisher, who is one of the leaders of Black Lives Matter in Rhode Island. Total side note, Mark, by the way, are you marching tomorrow with this march with the educators? Are you part I'm of that? Not. You're not. Okay. No. Is, is that an official thing? They're saying they're going to be marching. Did they just... Is, is that have anything to do with you and Brother Gary, or they're just doing it on their own? No, I'm, I'm, I'm not nothing to do with it. it. Okay, no. um, it's educators. It, it, it's but forget that. The other night, Wednesday night, I was there early. I saw when you gave a good speech, and you did. I then saw some film of he's from Massachusetts. He came in and spoke. His name escapes me, but he was um, very animated, and he turned around. And was addressing the state police that were standing up above where the speakers were guarding the state house. And basically was asking them to raise their fist and that, that they should be afraid of him in a way. Um, do, you, do you know the speaker that I'm referring to? I do. Okay. Now, when he was doing that and the crowd started getting louder, you tell me, just your observation... Did the members of the state police, did they seem to get somewhat nervous? Let me tell you something. Go ahead. They, they wake up nervous. That's why they do what they do. You have to be, you know. But just, to, let, to be, just stay with me on the Wednesday night. Is it fair to say? By nature, they're, they're, they're skittish. Uh, you know, they're quick to reach. He even pointed out. So look, he's already reaching for his shit. Look at him. You know what you're going to do if we rush you. He, look, he's already unloosening his shit. Right. We, we know the ammo. But he, did I didn't see, did did more troopers actually come out when he started addressing them, or was it the same number from when he started? It, it, it was the same. It was the same 10. Okay. All, I, all I'm saying is, I, stations. I didn't, I couldn't see them. The state house. But he almost, you know, with the crowd, if he started to say to the crowd, let's go up. And see these cops that are standing up here, the state police. That that would have made them uncomfortable. It Can might, say, let's do that. He, he said, what would you do? Yes. If you did that? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just asking you, is it possible? Like, you know, you're saying they wake up nervous. Is, is it possible? And I'm, I'm just like talking straight to you. Mark. Is it possible that some of the officers, and I don't know the state police, maybe they were, maybe they weren't. But is it possible that some of them were intimidated by him and started to get nervous when he started to make actions towards them. You know the most the most the, the most dangerous thing in American culture is an unarmed black man. So and you give him a brain as well, oh my God. He's he, he's public enemy number one. So you talk about somebody who commands that kind of attention, that kind of respect, and who captivates an audience like that. What do you think? How do you think they felt? I'm just asking what you may have what you may have observed. If if they were seemingly getting uncomfortable, I couldn't tell because I couldn't see. I wasn't there. I left. Maybe I should have stayed. But he was starting to say, "Oh, see, they're going to have more come out." And I couldn't see if he was just playing with them or was going to come out. I'm just saying. No, he was being facetious. He was okay, and that's fine, and that's fine. But I I just didn't know if if you know, like for instance, if he knew. By goading them and try to engage them, that he was going to make them uncomfortable. Is it possible in these instances? This is my question. For instance, you are as a black man. Do you feel? Does your very presence make police nervous? Absolutely. Okay, then that's a problem. <laughs> that's a problem. That's the, that's, now the question the is, problem. what 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 do we do to solve that? And you could argue. That you don't do anything that could make them more nervous or uncomfortable. But 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 John, here's the thing. Go ahead. And he he, he very he very he articulated very very eloquently. He said, "I would take a bullet for every single person out here right now." Wow. He said, and I mean that. Yeah. He said because if you live like this, then there's really nothing to live for. And I'm paraphrasing. Right. So we're at the point where, and this is why I do what I do. I don't care anymore. It's like, 
But after you have, you know, I'm really tired of it. I'm tired of the whole thing. I'm I know, but but the, my, you know, like Brianna, Brianna Taylor. Listen, hear me out. First of all, your life is is valuable, and you know it's not worth it. I know he said that. I don't know enough about his life, but you don't want to see anyone. Anytime something like this happens, it's it, I know, but but Mark, it's, that'd be tragic if something happened to you. I disagree with that. You don't want to. But you don't think you don't think it's tragic what happened in Kentucky? No, I I, I, I I do think that, but I. You know, and, and, you of know, course it is. Every week. Of course it is, but it's not going to you know, get better if more people, more. Absolutely, it is. This is a living a nightmare. This is a living nightmare for my people. Literally, they are afraid to leave their house. They're afraid to breathe, walk, run, sleep, sit. Philando Castile. The, the men told him, I got a weapon. They shot him to death in front of his wife and child. Like, what about the man with his hands up in Florida? Got shot to death on the ground, laying on the ground. This is our reality, John. I know it seems like, you know, anecdotal and, and, and a lot of people. No, no, that's you know, fine. That's no fine. Minute. Like, I'm finally just starting to come on. They were forced to witness for nine minutes almost what racism looks like, the ultimate end, the ugly truth of what racism really is in its purest form. And they didn't like what they saw. And guess what? That's what we see every day. So imagine how we feel. More tragedy is not going to improve the situation. But it's not tragedy. What he's saying is this. He wasn't goading them. What he was saying was he was expressing his lived reality. He kept saying, I don't feel safe up here. I don't feel comfortable. I don't like turning my back to them. And that's the way he meant. Right. That's how he felt. Yes. That's how I felt when I was leading this protest. I thought I was going to get sniped by some white supremacists. Oh, come on. Now, wait a minute. Now you're going too far. You don't think that. What? I didn't know what to expect. Yes. Come on. This was the first time I ever did something like this. And I was to the point where I was ready to lay down my life. I was ready to sacrifice everything I love and held dearly. My family, my wife, my unborn son. My, because if I don't, my nieces, my nephews, this is why I'm doing it. My children, my children's children. Because if I don't have freedom, then I that, that all means nothing. It means nothing to me. I'm willing to lay all of that on the line. I know, but there, know there are no, I do. like that. There are no Mark. That's what leaders do. But there's no white supremacists in Rhode Island. We don't have any white supremacists in this area. Excuse me. We there you know in, the history of slavery in Rhode Island. That, that was we sold more slaves. We traded more slaves than any other place in the country. Fifty percent of all slave trade happened in Rhode Island, Newport, that, and, and, and Jamestown. That's because we were a port, but we didn't have that's because slavery per se. State. That's why it, 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 it was rooted in slavery. The 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 the, the, the wolves made their name and their fortune through the backs of slaves on the backs of slaves rhode island was built on the backs of slaves this hell this country was built on the backs of slaves we built this country we got more claim to it than anybody if you want to get technical i'm just saying free labor you talk about free labor in 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 law enforcement anybody witnessed what the united states was doing to its citizens they would invade the united states to set its citizens free from the united states in the country there are white supremacist groups. There are none of them in the Rhode Island area. There's none in New England. It's no, just a fact. There are some. They call, they call them, you know what they call them now? No. They call them Republicans. Oh, come on. You don't mean that. Alt-right. Well, they call them alt-right. They got all these, you know, these groups on their dark net, you know, and, you know, they, 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 they call them, you know, you know, I, Listen, but they're not in Rhode Island. I'm just being. Let's talk. Let's talk facts. They, are. they, they are. Come on, just I would tell you. See them, they're wearing suits and ties. Now they're not wearing hoods. They're working at your dentist office. They're in the police department. They're obeying Congress. You know, state legislature. They're everywhere, my man. I can tell you yes, that I'm talking facts. In a police database, there is no. I'm talking facts too. Well, you. are not going to register that. Do you know, John? Let me tell you something. But in other, Mark, in other parts of the country, they do register them. I mean, there there are some white supremacists in parts of the country. The FBI doesn't even consider um, white um, terror domestic terror. They don't consider it. Do you know that they don't consider? They call it. um, They don't call it domestic terror. White um, supremacists and and white hate groups, but they call it. Oh, the name slips me. Um, What they call it is. Listen, I, I'm just telling it's you. To bag, it's to bag, to, to, it's to label all the hate groups the same. The black hate groups, the white hate well, groups. But everybody knows domestic terror is only one racist problem. Listen, it's if, not our problem. We're not going around killing people for the, listen, for the color of their skin. If, they, if, there was, if there was white supremacy. 
supremacists in this state. I am telling you, I would know about it. I would be aware of it. I would identify it. I don't know if there's some element of this that trickles into some. There are some motorcycle gangs, but there's never been a white supremacist rally. There's no white supremacist crime. The the one last incident that involved uh, swastikas and things like that was done by. Oh, come on, you're, you're, you're smarter. Than I, that. Yeah, yeah, I, I but let's. I want to talk facts, yeah. though. I want to talk I'm facts. Talking I, facts because you're I'm talking facts. You're talking all in, anecdotal. I'm talking no, facts. I'm, I'm I, talking the good old boy system that's alive and well, and, and it's not. This is not fantasy. Well, this is reality, and you're going to see them. You might not see them. Uh, well, you know, broadcast their, their agenda and themselves, but they're here. Whether you know they're, you know, uh, it, it, with what you're saying, I uh, with what you're saying on the internet, they're they're they're, they're connecting. They're not. It, oh, that, it, with what you're saying, I you could make the same argument about that. There's aliens living here. They, they're all among us. We just don't see them. They're not listed and everything else. I'm, there is and, and no white supremacist has shot anyone dead in Rhode Island. It hasn't happened. Thank God. We don't have those types of groups. They do exist in the country. They're not in, in this part of the country. So Not yet, because they understand. Listen, right now they're laying low because what happened was once Trump made it, you know, palatable to be openly racist, you saw what happened. People getting ran over by cars. They're getting hung from trees. They're getting lynched. Yeah, that's right. It's regularly. I, Trump I, made it uh, accessible again. He made it palatable right. again. He, but, but we are showing that you can kill, you can lynch as many blacks as you want. You can scream white support. Listen, the truth. I'm, I'm tired of the whole thing. I'm tired of systemic oppression. I'm tired of uh, police brutality. I'm tired of white privilege, white fragility. I'm tired of the whole thing. I, I'm really tired of it. I can tell. I and can I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what I want to do is I want to arrange. I'll talk to you later this afternoon. I want to arrange. I'll do a Facebook Live with you and because uh, I want to give you enough time. And also, I want to be standing closer to you so we could have a real discussion about this. And and then we'll arrange it like that because I don't want to just cut you off, but we'll leave the discussion at that. Sound good? That sounds good. Okay. Absolutely, man. All right, thank Mark. You, my man. All right, thank you for joining us, Mark Fisher, uh, who is Rhode Island Black Lives Matter, right here on the John DePietro Show, folks. Good afternoon at one thirty-eight. Um, listen, he's he's a good guest. Obviously, I disagree, and and I don't like to have a guest on and then second guess various things that they're saying. But I am telling you, uh, if we're going to deal in facts, there is no organized white supremacists in this area. There are parts of the country where they do exist. There are white supremacist gangs in prisons. There are white supremacist organizations in, um, in parts of, especially in California, I believe also in, um, there's some in Idaho. I think there could be some in Texas. You do have some groups like that, but we've had no example of anything like that in Rhode Island. There's never been any type of white supremacist gathering at the Rhode Island State House. There certainly hasn't been any type of violence or anything like that. All right, right now it's one thirty-nine on this Friday, and let me uh, get in, get on the line. I will set up a Facebook Live. Uh, he is Mark Fisher of Black Lives Matter. I, I still say that they need to find whoever it is that. Uh, committed the FBI that $10,000 with the situation with the arson of the police cruiser. But let's get our um, find out for people. Folks, remember, when they say no, defund the police, you say competition shooting supplies. Let's get, folks, here he is joining us right now on the line. He is the uh, defender of the faith. When they say defund the police, you say competition shooting supplies. And joining us from competition is Second Amendment headquarters leader John Francis. Good afternoon, John Francis. Hi, John. How are you? I am well. Now, I saw you the other day. You have some good news, and I want to alert all our listeners that you right now definitely have some products some people might be interested in. Uh, hat product. Sold out already? It's already gone. I, I got in 5,000 rounds of 9mm yesterday morning, and it's all gone. Are you kidding? That fast? <laughs> were you selling it or giving it away? You weren't giving it away. So- no, I, it was. Uh, you know, it's. Uh, it, it was a, a five box limit per person. Um, I have another. Uh, I've got another five thousand uh, or so coming. I should have it either today or tomorrow, 
and I put an additional order in for another 10,000 rounds for next week. Holy cow, sold out already. Yes. My God, folks, it's John Francis, Competition Shooting Supplies, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Call him at 727-1716. What do you have as far as firearms, uh, uh, long guns, rifles? What do you have as far as for uh, for uh, firearms? Uh, people- so right now, um, um, still uh, still very low on new handguns. It's, it's, uh, it's still is increasingly uh, difficult to get my hands on, on product. As far as uh, uh, long guns, uh, I've got some, you know, hunting style uh, rifles on consignment. I do have uh, a small selection of 22 uh, rimfire guns. I did get in uh, a couple of uh, 12 gauge uh, target style guns. Uh, we did receive some more uh, high capacity magazines for AR-15 rifles, and I did get a very small amount of uh, 5.56 millimeter ammo for the AR-type rifles as well. Wow. Wow, my goodness. John, it sounds like it continues to be a challenge to just try to get it in that kind of demand. I can't believe you already sold that out. It, uh, that even surprised me. <laughs> wow. Folks, again, what well, are your... From what I'm, from what I'm being told by people coming in, uh, there's uh, uh, even one, one, of the, you know, one of the larger stores here in the state even they're sold out, um, and, there's, and they're telling me that like it's back-ordered everywhere they look online as well. Folks, it's John Francis of Competition Shooting Supplies, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. You take the last exit in Rhode Island, go past the Attleboro train station. You'll come right up to the intersection, Benefit Street, Newport Avenue, and then you just hang the left next to the tattoo parlor. You can call them at 727-1716. John, what are your hours today and for uh, tomorrow? Uh, today, I'm here 10 to 6, and tomorrow, I'm open 9 to 4.30. At least they could do is pop in, and if you have any questions, John, how is the weight as far as the blue card test? Uh, so, uh, I don't have any, I have seen increased traffic for blue card tests over the last couple of weeks. Uh, all new, uh, again, a whole new batch of new shooters. So, I've averaged uh, somewhere between 20 and 30 tests in the last couple of weeks. Um... As far as, you know, the wait times, you know, the as you're aware, the law changed as how we have to uh, handle the state uh, background check form. That's right. Uh, most of the police departments are great. They're getting back to us uh, within, well within the seven-day waiting period. Uh, but there has been there has been one or two that are kind of dragging their feet. Hmm. Right now, before I let you go, and I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but what would you say right now? In America, the three, uh, the three weapons that or firearms that are the most in demand. Like, what would be the top three that just they're so popular, but no one can get their hands on? So I would say, uh, you know, nine millimeter handguns. Hmm. You know, by you know any of the name brands: Sig Sauer, Glock, Smith and Wesson, Ruger, um, AR-15 rifles. Again, from any of the. You know, especially from Smith and Wesson and Ruger, they they, they tend to be at the uh, at a lower price point than some of the other uh, uh, premium brands. Okay. Um, and twelve gauge defense style shotguns. Wow. And here's something else, John. Before I let you go, if there's someone listening, and maybe they have a gun collection, and maybe they have some firearms that they just maybe they could use some cash, or they just don't need them. Um, they could certainly make arrangements with you for consignment. Is that correct? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, they can, uh, they, we can do a consignment. Uh, we can buy them outright. A hmm. lot of folks uh, tend to do that. Uh, they don't, because consignment can take, even during times like this, depending on what they have, yep. it could take a while to sell things like that. So okay. a lot of times folks just, you know, they'll, they'll, uh, uh, um, they'll just have us buy them outright. Or they may, if they're looking to, you know, buy all new fresh stuff, they'll use it as a trade-in towards newer guns. Now, John Francis, remember, you can't have more than 15 people at a party, but you could have 1,000 at a protest. 
Yes, that's exactly right. And remember, when they when they say defund the police, I say competition shooting supplies. Four thirty five Benefit Street. John, great to talk to you. Keep up the great work. You got so many fans out there. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you next week. Okay, John. Thank you. All right, folks. There he is, John Francis. The guy is terrific. What a great radio voice he has as well. Right now, it's one forty five on this Friday, and folks, it's John DePietro. Hey, I want to remind you. You know, who knows? Uh, It certainly seems as though there could be a second wave coming. And you want to be comfortable in your home, whether you're in Rhode Island or Massachusetts. Why not call JKL Engineering today? That's right, JKL. I'm going to give you the number, 401-351-7600. 401-351-7600 for JKL Engineering with JKL. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. J.K.L. Engineering, they'll keep you warm in the wintertime. They'll keep you cool in the summertime. Right now is the time to invest in your home. Let's face it, you're not perhaps going on any trips. A lot of people, you're just, people aren't going anywhere. So why not invest in your home? Call J.K.L. Engineering right now. And remember, estimates are free. Financing is available. And it's so important to remember that they're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. So wherever, you, wherever right now, it's 146 on this Friday. Wherever you're listening to the program, I would highly encourage you right now, highest rebates in the market, estimates are free, financing is available. Why not call our friends at J.K.L. Engineering? And they'll do it right. They're going to do it right the first time. Regardless of wherever you can hear the program, on this Friday afternoon, call J.K.L. Engineering. Because let's face it, you want to make sure you're going to be nice and comfortable in your home. Whether you live in Lincoln or Millville or Bellingham or Franklin. Good afternoon, Blackstone. Or maybe you live in Smithfield, North Smithfield, Johnston. Call J.K.L. Engineering today. 401 351 401 351-7600. Remember, estimates are free. Financing is available. 53 years in business. JKL Engineering. They do it right. They do it right the first time. Call JKL. 401-351-7600. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's uh, 148 on this Friday. Now, I think that's interesting that I um, we had uh, Mark Fisher on and I asked him, Tomorrow, Black Lives Matter is not even involved with this protest that they're having tomorrow. Tomorrow, the unions are going to be marching. I have, uh, where did I see that? Rhode Island Educators March for Black Lives. That's the name of it. Rhode Island Educators March for Black Lives. What does that mean? It means they're going to have all the teachers, everyone else. They're going to be marching tomorrow. I thought it was with tied in with Black Lives Matter, but apparently... It is not. Um, let's see. The latest to COVID, uh, 19 new cases, zero deaths. Police ID, East Providence being 81, hit and killed while riding a bicycle. Oh, terrible. My goodness, folks, people are losing it. How about next Thursday, Dr. Fauci is going to appear on a Facebook Live with Governor Amundo. Dr. Fauci, of which I, I'm telling you, I know some people... They don't like him. There's all these rumors. He's with Bill Gates. He's with Obama. I'm telling you, the guy has a huge approval rating. I've been saying it. I've been consistent. I think it was a mistake when President Trump kind of threw him overboard a little bit. Um, I'm also seeing right now uh, Governor Baker is postponing the second part of phase three. Mass travel restrictions raise questions for Rhode Islanders. Folks, this is terrible. Wow, bicyclist struck in East Providence. He was 81 years old, died of his injuries. I hate, hate hearing that of anything. Um, let me just check this, because uh, this, this is new with Massachusetts. Governor Charlie Baker, Massachusetts, the state would postpone going to the second state of phase three because of an uptick. Governor also announced a new intervention effort utilizing state local police now in massachusetts their outdoor gathering is let's see new order will limit outdoor gatherings to 50 people correct number 
and indoor to 25. In Massachusetts, you can have 50 people and indoor 25. In Rhode Island, it's 15. Baker said people having house and pool parties that are too big and breaking the rules. Uh, according to the state website, step two of the phase three would have allowed activities with greater, greater potential laser tag, roller skating, trampolines, and obstacle courses. So that's not happening. And it is a problem as far as, um, I mean, folks, let's face it. I mean, how many, there are people listening right now that are in Bellingham, this cross-border confusion. It's real. It, I mean, to me, this doesn't make any, does this make sense to you? That you have two states side by side. Massachusetts, you can have 50 people in your backyard. Rhode Island, you can have only 15. Rhode Island, there's a rat snitch hotline. And then in Rhode Island, $500 fine per person. Let me hear the here's a Channel 10 piece on the with Massachusetts giving Rhode Island the corona cold shoulder. We want to know if it's okay to come and go because a lot of us come and go and want answers. If Rhode Island has stepped foot in Seekonk, are they supposed to quarantine, pitch a tent for two weeks? Hello again, everyone. I'm Gene Belsenti. Good evening. I'm Patrice Wood. MC10's Brian Crandall has been trying to get answers for you from the people in charge. He's live on the state line tonight. Brian? Uh, Patrice and Jean Pawtucket here on one side, a popular grocery store and shopping plaza on the other side in Attleboro. So is it still going to be okay starting tomorrow to go back and forth across the border to do shopping without having to fill out a Massachusetts travel form, doing a quarantine or getting a test? Even the mayor of Attleboro told me his team has not gotten an answer from the state on that. Oh, my goodness. You can walk like across Bay Street in your Massachusetts. That's why Nikki Eisen makes the very short trip from Pawtucket to grocery shop at the Market Basket in Attleboro. It's inconvenient. Because, you know, we literally live on the line. She understands why Massachusetts is putting in new restrictions on Rhode Island travel. Uh, they're taking precautionary measures. I mean, it's, you know, needed. The numbers are going up. But it seems unclear how far the quarantine rules go. NBC10 has reached out to Governor Charlie Baker's office and other state spokespeople seeking clarification. The answer we've received is that there are exemptions, like for commuting to work or school, for critical workers, for medical treatment, or to get to an airplane, train, or bus, shopping, even for essentials like food is not on the exemption list for the new travel rules. And our follow-up questions specifically about whether it's okay to cross for shopping have not been answered other than by being sent the exemption list. It's definitely a problem. It's, you know, absolutely. Beverly Ring of Attleboro has property on the other side of the line. I mean, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work for us that are this close. A lot of people go back and forth between Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Of course. Like, I'm meeting my daughter right now. She lives in Rhode Island. Attleboro's mayor tells me he doesn't know the answer either. The city's health agent sent an email to the State Department of Public Health this morning saying he's getting lots of questions about cross-border shopping and needed an answer fast, but has not yet gotten one. Would you still plan to shop here? Yeah. I mean, unless they tell me I can't, but I really don't see how they can enforce it they can, unless they stop everybody on the highway. That's classic. I like that. You know, he's exactly right. How do you enforce that? Folks, here's the problem. And again, good afternoon at 153. It's John DePietro on this Friday. You know, the, the problem is uh, th- this is not going to work. You know, we, we people, it was new in March and April. And people, I think, were following it in March and April. As far as Rhode Island is concerned, I think a big turning point. I know the governor would not want to hear this, but I think a big turning point. She has never recovered in some people's eyes since Governor Mundo showed up at that protest without a mask and then the protesters were all close together. And as someone that I've covered the protests, folks, they lock hands. There have been outbreaks because of the protests. The only reason some of them wear masks is because they're trying to hide from the police. That's what it is. It's not like they're following it. They certainly don't do distancing. I've seen where the protesters lock arms. Sometimes it's so crowded, they're all, you know, they're right on top of each other. I don't, um, I just don't think people are going to fall. F- I don't want to say fall for it because I, I do believe there is, it is pretty simple. I mean, if you're listening right now, you think about it. What we've learned, obviously, I'm just glad they're no longer telling us to wash the hands, right? But if you do distance and you have, I, I know some people don't like the mask. I don't have a pro. I mean, it is inconvenient, but to me, it does make sense. To me, it does make sense. If you have a mask on and it's covering your mouth and your nose, 
and you cough or sneeze, I'm not saying it's 100%, but the bulk of the droplets won't get out. If someone is standing near you and they don't have a mask on and they sneeze away from you in the other direction, there's less droplets coming towards you. That's what we're talking about. There's also a number of droplets, folks, that come out. Even when people are just talking, you don't even realize it. I was speaking with a friend of mine who's wearing a shield. And we're saying people don't even realize. Forget about coughing and sneezing. Just regular talking, people are projecting particles into the air. The more you're inside, the more it spreads. There's more air conditioning, the more it can spread. When you're outside, it dissipates. When you're outside, it dissipates into the air. But I will also say this, is there, there is something broken down that the governors of Rhode Island and Massachusetts, Governor Amundo did something because she's on the outs right now with Cuomo and Baker. The fact that Rhode Island truly is an island, and we are, we are absolutely an island right now that we can't even travel to Massachusetts, we can't travel to Connecticut. How about the fact if you have a child that has to go back to college in Connecticut or New York and New Jersey, they have to get there. They have to quarantine for two weeks. In Massachusetts, they let them take a test. The other states are not like that. If you have a child that's going to go back to college in New York, they have to quarantine for two weeks because they're coming from Rhode Island. And folks, the real problem, as I've said, the real problem is Providence, Pawtucket, and Central Falls. There's some outbreak in some other areas, but it's not the bulk of it. That's, that's not the real ground zero problem of the outbreak. This portion of the John DePietro Show on this Friday is brought to you by A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Now, listen, it's Friday afternoon. I get it. The weekend's coming. How about having, how about this for the new month? Give yourself a raise. Take down this phone number, A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Scott and Alex, call them at 401-353-9300. Look for them on Facebook. Check out their website, aemazika.com. They're located 1529 Mineral Spring Avenue in North Providence. It's A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Folks, call them today, 401-353-9300. 401-353-9300. A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. 1529 Mineral Spring Avenue. They will help you save. Let them help you save money. On your auto insurance, on your home insurance, business life insurance. Also, seasonal, such as a pool or jet skis, off-road vehicle, maybe motorcycle, trampoline. Uh, A.E. Mazika Insurance. They're licensed Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Florida. Call them 401-353-9300-353-9300. For AE Mazika Insurance Services. Let me just go down the list. Don't forget our friend Phil Johnson Propane. If you need to fill up your tanks, take it to Johnson Propane. 904 Manton Avenue in Providence, open seven days a week. Call Phil 621 8129 next to the uh, Wendy's in front of the stop and shop. It's Johnson Propane. I told you about J. Kale Engineering. Make sure J.K. will keep you nice and cool in your home. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Why not pop in and see Ron and Melissa? Look for them on Facebook. Pick up some delicious calzones or the Trump pastry or the Trump soda. Don't forget Rhode Island's number one garden center, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Right there, right off of Route 4, look for them on Facebook. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Stop it and see our friend John Francis, Competition Shooting Supplies. And West Fountain Auto Body. If you're ever in an accident, call West Fountain today, 272-3340. And uh, I did mention Brothers Disposal and then also our friend Richard Rossi with R&R Roofing, 823-1330. 823-1330. And remember what we say, if your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 710-7096. Folks, it's John DePietro. Listen, enjoy your weekend. We're back Monday. We have a big show coming up on Monday. Stay tuned for the John Dion program. We're going to have the 2 o'clock news. Thank you to the great Jeff Gamach, the greatest. Folks, visit the website, petro.com I think I'm going to do a Facebook Live. 13.